0: Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We have a great show for you guys today. We're going to pick up where we left off yesterday, where you're supposed to be actually asking yourself if you're being honest, if you have an entrepreneurial mindset. Um, So we just had an interesting Harris Certified Coach Affiliate um, coaching session, and we have those uh, sessions every Thursday. And those of you who are interested in starting your own coaching businesses, um, interested in literally having, in essence, what is a licensed version of our coaching company. You guys can own one yourself. We've uh, quietly launched that program a few months ago to a lot of success, and we've been slowly adding new people intentionally. But if you're interested in actually being a real estate coach, having your own coaching business, having, in essence, a mirror of what we have as far as our coaching business that's your own – you can go to uh, Julie. Can you check in your computer? I'm pretty sure it's HarrisCertifiedCoach.com. Just confirm that. Uh, but go to HarrisCertifiedCoach.com and then and then check it out. And I think what you guys are going to discover is those of you who are looking for another source of income, by the way, and that is not correct. to mention you're look, Yes, HarrisCertifiedCoach.com, and just go there and check the site out. Read all the the best information. is going to be the FAQ section at the bottom. So just go there and read all the frequently asked questions and determine if it's for you. If it is, just fill out the form, and then we'll have somebody call you back and, and get you in. Um, but we had an interesting session this morning, and, and, and it's not about the topic that Julie and I had prepared for you guys today, but it sort of kind is. And um, it was really the essence of the question that I had posed to all of our HCCAs was, what are your limiting beliefs about, in particular, your ability to succeed financially at the highest levels? That was the essence of what I was asking. And, um, what was fascinating was that everyone is sort of saying the same things, but none of them are really giving very concise answers, which is normal. Because the modern zeitgeist of uh, sort of you know this type of conversation is, is surrounded by a bunch of Mickey Mouse that doesn't really lead anywhere. So, for example, Stan said – um, I have limiting beliefs about my, um, you know, fear of success. And then someone else may have said fear of failure. And Someone else may have said something. And all these terms where we say these things and we just assume that's what, that ails us, right? So I have fear of success. Okay, what the hell does that mean? You can't answer that. You know, I know what fear of failure means, but w- when you ask yourself these questions, these, these labels you put on yourself – you have to ask yourself then, what are the ramifications of telling myself that I have fear of success? What comes after I've decided that that's my ailment? What are the, again, unintended consequences of believing that about myself or thinking I'm plagued with that particular challenge? So, and here's what we're going to talk with the HGCAs about next week, is that there are, even though it might sound convoluted, there are often benefits that we gain from even some of the most screwed-up behavior in our lives. The example that uh, is offensive, but it makes the point quickly, are is what are the benefits that someone has when they choose to be really obese, like you know, fat or whatever fat is in your mind. What are the benefits that somebody gets from being fat? And a lot of people like to. It seems in our society, a lot of people like to throw on the you know it's not their responsibility there's some like outside thing that's forcing mm-hmm. them to be fat and, and and I don't I'll never believe that because ultimately you can choose what you put in your face right so when you're fat you've chosen to be fat and then you're then you can easily say what are the downsides to it but then i ask you what are the benefits of being fat and on the other side of that question will be you admitting that you're choosing to do a behavior that is ultimately bad for you in just multiple, a multitude of ways because you're getting a benefit from it. Some people find that line of thinking, again, offensive because it forces them to then to take ultimate responsibility for the outcomes, the experiences they're having on this planet. Well, that's guess what What we're all about, and we're not going to change. Right? We're about accountability. We're about not looking for some sort of convoluted, overly analytical, analytical expression of why you are or who you are or why you do what you do. Most times, like 99.9% of the time, when you have a, a sort of a behavior that's no longer serving you, which all of us do, um, it's because you're getting a benefit from it. So let's go, and I'm going to just drill down on this one as an example, and then we can, you guys can just scale this in your own minds, and we'll go off to the topic. it it is worth uh, passing this information along to all of our very loyal podcast listeners, especially this time of year. So, if you find yourself, for example, in a situation where you're fat, I'll stay on that one because it's easy. And you know, it, what are the benefits you get from being fat? And I'll ask Julie to play this with me. So, what yeah, are the benefits? Sure. And you're certainly not fat, but what are the benefits that that you know if you're a fat person you're getting from being fat? If you're going to be honest about it, if you're well, actually going to admit it, what are the benefits you get?
1: Sure. It's an interesting question that usually you've got to drill down on to pull out of somebody, but since I know where you're going with this, I'll give it to you. Um, one of the benefits is that uh, if I'm a single person, I don't have to worry about dating probably, or I don't have to worry well, about somebody criticizing and looking at me or being interested. Um, well, but slow down there.
0: Slow down there. Less so, attention, so what she, I would say. Less okay, attention. less attention. Now now here's an interesting fact that she just mentioned, okay? Julie has a very uh, has a lot of – high-producing, high-income female coaching clients. And and it is an observation of ours that when somebody has a personal – women mostly do this more than men do. And it's not a sexist thing I'm saying. It's just a fact that a lot of women, what they'll they'll do subconsciously is they'll allow themselves, after they have had some sort of breakup or they've had some sort of setback in their marriage or their relationships or whatever, what they'll do is they will make themselves look unattractive by making themselves fat so that they do not have to risk putting themselves in a position where they could be hurt again, right? Because they know fewer people will look at them, find them attractive, and they can hide. And that is what a lot of... Uh, People do in general, but there's other benefits to being fat too. Julie, what are the other benefits?
1: Uh, Other benefits would be that, you know, I don't have to be that particular about what I wear. I can just buy some baggy stuff and throw on some sweatpants, and, you know, I don't really have to make that much of an effort because when people see me, they assume because I'm fat, I'm just automatically, you know, I don't have to look that good. I don't have to look that tailored. I don't have to make as much of an effort. It's almost a reinforcement of lazy. and being okay. harsh. And that is it, a benefit. Well, you it, get to be sloth.
0: Well, sure it is. It's a benefit. But there's other benefits too. So if you're if you're slovenly and you're and you're overweight, some of you are being offended. If you're being offended, it's probably cuz we're kind of hitting home for you. It's because then people have less fewer expectations of you. And this is an interesting little phenomenon. You can be the most elegant intelligent perfect presenter, best business person, brightest mind on the face of the planet. But if you're slovenly in your appearance, people are going to immediately discount what you have to say because there's a disconnect between the person that you purport yourself to be and the person that you appear to be. Common sense, right, guys? So if someone is intentionally making themselves unattractive and looking slovenly by choice, Aren't they basically creating a hedge so that no one will ever really expect them to to rise to their highest selves? Isn't it always an, an, a built-in excuse not to succeed at the highest levels or you know, just really do anything at the highest level when you allow yourself to become overweight and slovenly? Isn't that fascinating? So well, that's when called you, lowered
1: expectations, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but you're lowering them for yourself, but you're also – what you're really doing is you're lowering the expectations that pe- that other people will have for you.
1: They have and that creates a. That's right.
0: Yeah, and you have more of an excuse not to actually have to drill down and succeed because at the heart of your fears is perhaps that what if I try to basically be my best version of myself and it's not good enough to live up to the expectations I have for myself. And so what's easier to do for a lot of people is just to – Create a, uh, a shell around them in the form of, you know, in this one, bo- excessive body weight, fat, blubber, so that they have always an excuse. Well, you know what? I would absolutely be the best version of myself as a salesperson if I wasn't fat. So, damn it, next year I'm going to lose my weight. No, you won't. You're going to wait. You're going to procrastinate because it's worked out to be a great excuse for you to never have to actually step up to the plate and um, test your own metal. Now, you can scale the same concept, and we, this, is, you know, this is coaching, right? But you can take that same example, and you can apply it to why would someone choose to be an alcoholic? Why would someone choose to have financial problems? Why would someone choose to have bill in the blank? So where we go with this and where all you should go with this, especially this time of year, and this is a question I left with all of our HTCAs, and I asked them to post it on our private Facebook page for the, for the uh, coaches, um, where are the three things that you know, are knowingly holding yourself back, and what are the unintended consequences uh, of you doing so? Like in other words, where are you benefiting from this obviously dysfunctional behavior, of not being financially prudent, of not, of, of not allowing yourself to, uh, or allowing yourself to be you know overweight or all the rest of it? And, and then also, professionally speaking, where, how do you benefit coaching clients, future coaching clients, uh, by not? Mastering sales skills. This this is a very interesting question. Where I knew you, you were going there. Benefit- well, I mean why not, right? <laughs> gotta, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. So where where do you how do you benefit by not knowing how to not using our pre listing pack correctly? Where do you benefit by not pre qualifying sellers? Where do you benefit by uh, not, um, you know, following up with people using our prequal scripts? Where do you benefit from not focusing and following one course until successful and using our system exactly as we created it for you? Where do you benefit from that? Oh, I don't. I double, No, that's bullshit. You do. You do benefit, and here's how you benefit, because you always have a built-in excuse to fail. Because you can always say, well, shit, I'm not going to go knock on that Fisbo door. Or I'm not going to make myself uncomfortable because my pre-listing pack is, is not done. Okay, you get your pre-listing pack done but you change it. You don't do what we ask you to do. You do some version of what you think is better, even though you have absolutely no reason to think that what you think is better has, is even remotely better. You have absolutely no experience or any level of professional experience to know what your thoughts are about what might be better is better. So you're going to then create another excuse for you to fail. So here's what you'll do. You'll download a pre-listing pack. Maybe you'll have JaVel make it for you. And then you're going to change some shit. Oh no no no! Tim and Julie, you know they best-selling authors and you know number one coaches in the United States and sold a gazillion houses. But you know what? I know I just got my license or I've had it for two years and I've sold like you know three houses. But I know better than they do. What you're really doing is you're giving yourself an excuse to fail. Because when you use your version and you fail, you will in your mind have a hedge. You'll have an excuse. I know why I failed because I didn't use the pre-listing pack the way that they prescribed. And then you do it again, in another way, in another way, in another way. How many of you actually enroll in our coaching program, Premier Coaching, and then go out and still continuously try to get more information? Why are you doing that? Why Why do you think that you're more qualified to know how to succeed in real estate than we are? Why? You're not. It's impossible that you are. But you do it anyway. It's because you're trying to create an excuse to fail. You're trying to make it so you have a hedge. You're trying to make it so that you never – you you do not want to eliminate all excuses. You want to make reasons to fail. That way you never have to actually face down the question, are you as good as you think you are? Right? I mean,
1: you so look slovenly – So see that.
0: Yeah, you look, you look slovenly – and don't take care of your body so that you can always say to yourself, I will absolutely become a dominant listing agent after I lose the weight and I get some clothes that actually fit me. Right? You, you make the excuse, my pre listing pack, you know, I will absolutely head it out of the park and I will absolutely start doing what I don't want to do and I don't want to do it at the highest level after I get my pre listing pack done, after I study all this material for 10 years and I'm going to tweak it and I'm going to change it. These are all very, uh, destructive, but common, little ways that people create to fail so they never have to face down whether or not they're good enough, which you all are if you use the system. If you follow one course until successful, the probability of you succeeding is extremely high, and yet you guys continuously set yourselves up for failure because you, you do these little hacks, these little workarounds. Julie, what are you thinking?
1: Well, at the end of the day, it's all the same, from a coaching perspective, which is creative avoidance. And, you know, here's an interesting thing that I find. Because you're right, I do, and, you know, we both coach very successful focused types. um, And they didn't roll out of bed that way. They've worked on themselves and they've, you know, been coachable. But don't you find that the ones that are on top of their uh, health, fitness, their eating, their nutrition, their exercise – are also the ones that tend to be more organized in other parts of their life, like time management, like presenting, objection handling, being good closers. It's very fascinating. It's always been really interesting to me how much this stuff is related. And by the same token, the negative factors of people who are especially very overweight, but people you know who have gone through life and started to accept that that must be how they are, You know, you go out to their car, and it's a mess. You know, there's bags everywhere. There's trash everywhere. Probably their desk is a disaster. You know, that's related, too. And I find myself even subconsciously, like when we get a new coach at Orange Theory, isn't the first thing you look at is are they in shape themselves? Like how good of a coach are they going to be if they don't have it together? And curiously, the ones that are not really that in good shape don't last long there <laughs> which probably makes sense but don't you find yourself subconsciously making that evaluation i mean everybody does that but i find that they it's do. all related once it, so here's i guess where i'm going with this once you embrace the fact that you can take control of your health your nutrition your workout you know your ideal weight and all of the rest of that that's not actually the only thing you're working on you're working on the rest of it because it does almost magically come together once you start losing that weight. You know, one of our uh, Harris-affiliated coaches lost 75 pounds this year, 75 pounds. That's a ton. I mean, I can't even lift that, okay? Um, <laughs> and he also said he was talking about all of the other great things that were a byproduct of that, more energy, more confidence, his knees didn't hurt anymore. I'm sure the list goes on. But that's what I was thinking about—is how interconnected all of these things really are.
0: Yeah, I mean it is fascinating. So anyway, that wasn't the topic of today's session, but no, I want you guys—I want you to really—I want you to really think about that, though. When you find yourself, uh, how many of you really are ultimately fearful of? You know, we can talk about fear of success and fear of failure, but I think those are empty conversations, personally. But how many of you guys have essentially just put these little? Bombs in your in your own way from your own behavior, so that you never have to put yourself in a position where you can actually, uh, you know, step up to the plate and be a home run hitter. You don't practice as much. You don't follow one course until successful. You know, you show up late to appointments. You're just all these little quirky things that you do intentionally. Why are you doing? What are the? So when you ask yourself, when you find yourself doing something that you no longer want to do. Don't try to doctor-fill your own problem. Just ask yourself, as much as you can be honest with yourself with, with the answer, how am I benefiting from this behavior? How, what benefits am I getting from being an alcoholic, for example? What, am, what are the benefits I'm getting from not being a, a good money manager? What are the benefits I'm getting from not ever actually having knowing how to do anything in my real estate business other than buy leads? What are the benefits I'm getting? You guys get it? Even though you know but, those things don't work. You know that's a really shitty way to live, run your business in particular. You still do it. So what are the benefits you're getting? When you have – on the other side of that thought is, I think, for many of you, freedom. I'm sorry, Julie. Go ahead.
1: Well, when you and I were originally hashing out this podcast idea, you had uh, started out by thinking, what are the in- unintended consequences? What's the rest of the picture, right? right? Because you're avoiding all of these things, What are what is attached to – associated with all of that avoidance. You know, um, you're not losing weight, then that enables you to buy whatever you feel like at the grocery store and dress however you feel like. It, it's a control and it's an ego thing on some level. Um, but what are the unintended consequences? You know, this, I also think about, you know, in real estate when agents will avoid things like the pre-listing package is such an obvious thing, and we mentioned this before. But, you know, what do they say? Well, I've always taken every listing I've gone on. And when you drill down, you find out the only listings they've ever gone on are people who wanted to buy something and had something to sell or somebody from your center of influence or a past client. In other words, pretty easy, non-competitive stuff. But you use that as your excuse to be lazy about not doing your pre-listing package because that's related to your fear of success of having to actually compete and actually taking a listing of somebody you don't know. See how it's all mixed in and you know oftentimes with coaching Tim, you talk about getting into their heads and moving stuff around <laughs> that's kind of what many calls are and the ones that well, understand you know, that and it, go well, well yeah it, i do want, I have to get that together and take action are the most successful
0: but it never it never ends i mean you 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 know that's yeah. a wonderful thing you don't have to reach a certain area you don't have to plateau in your life and, then, you, you know, and it's easy to do when you're in your 50s and 60s, and some people, you know, you, you'll plateau in your 40s, and you just gain weight, and you just sort of say the best days are behind me. You don't actually say it out loud like that, but you live as if it were true, and then you make it true. Why, is it, why does it have to be true? You know, there's, let's, again, don't, deep, don't think too deeply about this. It's easier, that's why, because you want to be lazy, because you don't wanna actually have to put the effort forth. That's the reason why, you know, it's fascinating when you actually have, when you take absolute, complete, you know, untethered if you want to even call it that much, responsibility for all aspects of your life, it's not more work, it's not more burdensome, it's liberating, because then you realize that you can actually be the person that's going to work on the things that you know are dysfunctional in your life. This time of year, guys, it's this is a great time of year to be having these little introspective conversations with yourself, but don't go to the Barnes and & Noble and start picking up a bunch of self-improvement books because most of that stuff is just woo-woo, feel-good, Mickey Mouse. What you should really be doing if you really want to t- move forward in your life is it's very simple things. Your, your emotions uh, will always follow your actions. So even this is the reason that Julie and I coined the phrase, you know, do not do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That does not say, it does not mean, wait till you feel a certain way, or wait till you have the right mindset, or wait till you know your big fucking and why, and all these other stupid things that people say. It means do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. You go to the gym even when you really don't want to go. You make the prospecting calls even, when, and when you're there doing the activities. You don't just call it in, literally. You actually do it with the intent of getting a result. This is what we're talking about. This is the difference. We're not saying just do it until it feels uncomfortable and then go do something else, which is what most of you do. We're saying do it until it feels really uncomfortable. Keep doing it, and then what eventually happens is it doesn't feel as uncomfortable. It'll always suck to go to Orange Theory, but it sucks a little bit less every time you do it. Same with prospecting calls. Same with learning how to do anything that makes you uncomfortable. Your constant need for comfort is ruining your life. It is. It's ruining your life. It's ruining your opportunities to have these you know, experiences you wouldn't have otherwise had, thoughts that you can't otherwise experience, and relationships, and places you can travel, and things you can do, and all that, because you want to be comfortable. Losers want to be comfortable. That's really the bottom line. People that want to be complacent want to be comfortable. So I ask all of you, this ties directly in to the entrepreneurial mindset. If you can't have that level of intensity about your expectations for yourself, and if you can't have that level of personal accountability and not looking for external excuses, it's not the interest rates, it's not the president, it's not the Congress. It's not the weather. It's not the this or the other thing. It's you, which is the exact opposite of what a lot of people want you to believe. A lot of people want you to believe that your life sucks because of something external, or you're not doing what you want to do because of something external. Right. It's being done to you. That's not true, guys. That's a lie. That's you being easily manipulated. Your experience on this planet is a direct correlation and the reason you are or are not rich, where your money works for you, you no longer work for your money. Here's the, here it is. Here's the formula. Money is not good or evil. Being rich is not good or evil. But this is how you actually get to the point where your money works for you, you no longer have to work for your money. You have to help a lot of people accomplish their goals. There's a direct correlation between the number of people that you help accomplish their goals and the number of goals that, and, and the amount of you know, th- what you're able to experience in your own life. So if you're living a small, diminished, comfortable life and you do not bitch when somebody else basically is successful because they were willing to push through it. If you find yourself being fat, overweight, broke, living in a place you don't want to live, having a life you don't want to have, having relationships with people you'd rather not have, those are all decisions that you made for yourself. That was not done to you. You did that to yourself. This is the approach of taking that you should be considering taking in your life and whole, guys. It's a, it's a mindset, if you want to use that term, but it's really a philosophy of life. Does this resonate with some of you? I know it does. Does it resonate with all of you? I know it doesn't because some of you guys will find this offensive because you want to create external reasons for your lack of success in life. I'm being honest with you. I think that's really sad because I've coached people. It breaks my heart because I know where that leads because I've coached people that had that attitude in their sixties and seventies who had then health problems who have financial problems who have to still go out and do the things that maybe had they done them at the highest level 20 or 30 years before their lives would be completely different now. I know what's on the other side of that rainbow. If you don't actually drill down when you're supposed to, nobody tells you guys this, do they? Especially in this industry this industry has totally been corrupted. It's totally, completely been hijacked by a bunch of people that have do not have the agent's best interests at heart. You know that. If you don't believe me, just go to any real estate event and walk through the you know the gallery of crap that they're trying to sell you, and just look at all the things that are you know some you know temple faced millennial. No offense to millennials with acne problems, where, where you know they come up with some. Oh, this is a new estate thing for. This is the newest, greatest thing. That's you know, You're going to revolutionize your real They never sold real estate. They've never owned a business before. They don't know shit about what you do for a living. They wouldn't know real estate contracts but bit them in the ass. And yet somehow they know more than you do about how to run a business. But here's where you fail. You don't think to ask them why the hell you should be listening to them in the first place. And that same thing happens with real estate coaches. Our biggest competitor never sold real estate. He never sold real estate. Instantly invalidate him as being a real estate coach? It should. In the real world, it would. <laughs> I mean, think about the prepos- how insane that is. But there you go. Does that make sense to you guys? Do you understand what we're trying to say? So the outcome that you get in your life is ultimately dependent on the decisions that you, you make for yourself, the thoughts you choose to have for yourself, the people you surround yourself with but ultimately has to do with the actions that you take. It's not, it, it's not ultimately, and this is something that's very hard because people like to lead with emotions. That's another thing that's very common in the current zeitgeist is your feelings and how do you feel and being happy. Those are all ways to weaken you. You will be happy when you accomplish things. You will be happy when you're being of service to other people. You will be happy when you're you know, essentially being, uh, creating the best – version of you that you can but thinking that you just, that your goal should be to be happy is insanity it really is it's people trying to manipulate you oh what you know i just want to be happy today well what exactly does that mean to be happy what is that how does that feeling manifest and here's the problem it comes and it goes this is the reason that julie and i say your feelings will betray you because they do they can't be relied upon that your your emotions are not the strongest part of you. Your actions are. And your emotions will follow your actions. I heard uh, Doctor Laura Schlesinger. Julie and I are big fans of hers. This was a long time ago. I'll never forget this example. This guy called in to Doctor Laura, you know. It's kinda of, this whole context is kind of bizarre, so just stay with me, listeners. So he said he is having a hard time Uh oh, now it sounds like I'm making a pun. But he was having a hard time getting an erection. And him and his wife were distant from each other, they didn't have much of an emotional connection anymore, they weren't having sex, all this stuff was going on. And, you know, he was trying to think through it, he was just da 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 da. And here's what she said. Would you agree that your emotions will change following the change of your physical state? Right? So if all of a sudden you find yourself with an erection you <laughs> listeners the first time, you guys gotta think you found the crazy channel. <laughs> Uh, maybe you have <laughs> but if you find yourself this is hurt well dr laura if you find if you find yourself with an erection and your wife is there don't you all of a sudden sort of <laughs> no longer have those distant feelings of emotions don't you sort of have this you know something else kind of takes over it, and don't you get into action and don't you find after you've been in action that you no longer have those emotions of being distant so stop trying to figure out why you feel distant and stop Making yourself, through physical activity, connected. Seems like it was good common sense advice, right? But how does that parallel to other aspects of our lives? That is true with everything. And I think that's very fascinating. And yet, societally right now, we're supposed to be spending all of our time in our heads, not taking action, feeling like something external is doing onto us opposed to us being able to do for ourselves. We're supposed to believe that we can buy our way to success. We're supposed to believe that we're going to get satisfaction from getting likes on Facebook. We're supposed to believe that somehow, you know, all these things that don't matter, matter. We are allowing our lives and our potentiality to be co-opt by people that do not have our best interests at heart. Those of you who have been in the business for a long time, you know what I'm talking about. Those of you who are just getting into the business, save yourself the learning curve and listen to what I'm telling you. You are in this business. The highest and truest purpose of all of us on this planet, but especially when you have a real estate license, is to be of service to other people. That has to be your North Star. You have to help other people at the highest level. And if that is your driving force, then that means you have to become the best version of you as a salesperson, salesperson. Don't let someone tell you you're not a salesperson. Any person in this business that does not have salesperson on their business card is a faker and a wimp. You need to say salesperson because that's what you are. That's what consumers see you as. And when you give them a business card that says anything else other than realtor, salesperson, something along those lines, they immediately question what the hell does a home advisor do or whatever some of you guys try to hide behind the word because you find the word salesperson offensive and so you don't put it in your business card. See this crazy psychology in this industry? So you need, if you're really going to be true, to what your highest and truest purposes of being of service to uh, as many other people as you possibly can you need to be masterful at your with your skill set you need to become such a an incredible problem solver and that only comes from work that only comes from knowing what to say how to say it that only comes it it comes from experience certainly that's the that's the getting into action part and that's what we always prescribe to all of our coaching clients so I want you guys to think about what I'm asking you to think about. I want you to consider what we just talked about and email me. Let me know what you think. Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. We will pick up where we left off talking about the entrepreneurial mindset. But what I'm sharing with you is a mindset that Julie and I have, and it's the same mindset that I have uh, read and seen in essentially every other successful entrepreneur I've ever known. Anyone who's been successful ultimately – Even if they have a veneer that's not necessarily like what I'm talking about, as soon as you get to know them, you'll quickly learn that this is how they think. Do you think like this? Are you confused about it? Why? Because it's an excuse maybe for you not to drill down and take ultimate responsibility for becoming the best version of you as a salesperson. Is that why? It's interesting, isn't it? Listeners, let me know what you think. Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow.